0: Welcome to Hilliard Studio Podcast. I'm Liz Hilliard, the owner of Hilliard Studio Method.
1: And I'm Lee Canelli, the director of training at Hilliard Studio Method. But we're more than just that. In fact, we are two women sharing love and life together. In
0: this podcast, we will explore truth, authenticity, and the fears that hold us
1: back from being our true selves. We hope to inspire you to be your most powerful self because life is short and life is good. We hope you enjoy this podcast. Hi, Liz. How are you? Hi, Lee.
0: I'm great. Great conversation Good. we just finished, yeah? Yeah,
1: we sure did. We just interviewed Stephen Wilson, and I'm excited for everybody to get to listen to him. If you don't know him, he's a friend of ours, local charlatan, but also an internationally known artiste. And he is going to bring to you not just his really great take on his artwork and his talent,
0: but also his organizational skills and his business acumen and what COVID and the, and the quarantine has done to sort of hone his skills
1: really impressive. Mm -hmm. It it was a great interview. So I hope that you all enjoy. You can find more information about Steven in our show notes, his website, Instagram. Give it a look if you haven't already, and we know y'all will enjoy it. want to remind you that this episode is brought to you by Green Brothers Juice. Don't forget that they have a great special going on for our listeners now. If you go to their website, you can get your smoothie bags 15% off with the code HSM. Pod. Again, HSM You can make your favorite Green Brother smoothies at home quick as can be with their pre packaged smoothie blends. All you need is just to add a little coconut water, water, almond milk, and your smoothie will be ready to go. Again, HSM Pod, 15% off at greenbrothersjuice.com. Hi, Stephen Wilson. Welcome to the podcast.
2: Great. For, uh, thanks for having me. It's great to be here.
0: Yeah, we're, we're happy to see you, Stephen. Stephen's a, a buddy of ours and a really well known nationally artist. So we're pretty excited. international, I would add.
1: Yes. Yeah. Uh,
2: yeah. 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 You know, at least in some, some spaces. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's fun. That's a fun job.
1: Good. Well, and thanks to your, your beautiful wife and our friend Andrea. Uh, One o'clock on a Sunday, we uh, owe her. Yeah, I think we do. No, it's,
2: it's perfect. It's it's like nap time for the little one. Yeah. So this is like the this is the two hours of a weekend that's quiet, you know, and then it's chaos again. So uh would have right. been much tougher, you know, after you know, three o'clock or
0: something like that. So this is perfect. <laughs> Exactly.
1: Nap time's a good time. All right, let's introduce you a little more to everybody. I know our local audience probably knows you very well. Um, you have your own studio and business, Stephen Wilson Studio. When right. did you start that? And tell us a little bit about it.
2: I mean, I've been working in, in commercial, you know, art field, whether it's you know, textiles or clothing or that for it's like 27 mm-hmm. years now. Um, to do, like, for fine art, so the studio is the actual fine art. We're making one-of-a-kind pieces. I think it's about six or seven years, something like okay. that. Um, where, where, you know, that creative bug kind of hit. You know, it's like just doing creative things in a different way.
0: Yeah, so your your artwork is designer pieces from, like, designer labels, like Gucci and... Sure. And, because I have a couple of them and I think they're just mm-hmm. incredible. And it's all fabric and design you know, it's like
2: deconstruction so it's really with a, it's about like um kind of taking the things people would throw away like packaging and boxes or you know items that are damaged and then kind of taking them apart deconstructing them and then mm-hmm. reconstructing them as something new so so really had to do a lot with that uh you know, the diy movement which i've always been involved in and you know like the, the, the arts and crafts movement and mm-hmm. how to apply that you know kind of to like a reused luxury Right. Because, you know, it started when everybody buys these things or, you know, you save up for this milestone, you know, purse or a pair of shoes. And then the box is so fancy. And then you take people take pictures of it and yeah. they put it in their closet and display it. And eventually they throw it out.
1: Right. And that's yeah. what happens.
2: Yeah. You know, it's like it's all great for a little while and then it gets thrown away. And I think, you know, so much of the design part of the industry goes into packaging that mm-hmm. that's what I really reuse the most is packaging in the work.
1: It is as, so uh, you know,
2: a starting point yeah it's definitely fun to do um, right and then
1: it's embroidery on top of the packaging
2: yeah through the boxes you know the scarves are cut up and manipulated and like reconstructed and you know what's really kind of fun about it is is that a lot of what i do is dictated by the packaging itself so if you know gucci comes out with some limited edition box or something it's like what do i what how am i going to use that mm-hmm. um So it's like, you know, it's never repetitive. Everything's like a, like a new challenge.
0: What was your, what was your first piece? What, what, what got this started? You just looked at a Gucci bag or a Gucci box and you went, that could be a piece of art.
2: Yeah. Well, it it started with like buying scarves and using scarves. And I was doing these textile pieces and using like Hermes textiles. And that's Mm -hmm. kind of how it started. And then we wound up having like an accumulation of boxes. I had all these boxes in the office. Andrea had, you know, obviously a lot of boxes in the house. And I think my mom was visiting from New Jersey and Andrea was there. And this was before we had kids and they were saying, Oh, you should do something with the boxes, you know, cause they're so beautiful. And I was like, well, I mean, who's going to want to buy a box. box. Uh, truly. <laughs> so not like, you know, like I wouldn't say like my mom and, and wife are always right, but they're usually right. Yeah. And they're <laughs> like, well, right. you should try something. And I'm like, Oh, it's impossible. Like, you can't do this. You can't, like, stitch through cardboard and, and, and this kind of stuff. So I did it. I did a couple, like, uh, I think, like, you know, influenced, um, like, French, French toile pieces. Mm-hmm, yeah. And I made them as gifts. I, you know, gave my mom one. And I think one to all the different gallery owners that represent my work. And it was like a novelty. I was like, oh, I'm going to do these. They're fun. Used up the boxes. And the galleries that got them, even like, you know, the gallery in Charlotte, um, they sold them, like, the first day. Wow! Wow! So I was like, "Huh?" And I was like, "When the light bulb kind of went off, and like then more experimentation and stuff." But it was an, an unintentional thing, which I think you know, a lot of creative, you know, people wind up doing. It's like a happy accident. Like, you know, right. you have this other idea, and then something kind of spun off from that, and that becomes the popular idea, the thing. Uh,
0: and it really, yeah. really showed your. It really expanded your own creativity, right? I mean, it.
2: I know yeah, that yeah, it's like, I mean, you know, you, the, the, the thing is in any creative field is you never know what's going to hit. Right. Like, you can mm-hmm. have this idea for this and it could be a workout class or it could be, you know, an art piece or, a, you know, a meal at a restaurant. And like you're putting all your energy into this thing. Mm-hmm. And then you, you know, you take the leftovers and make something else. And all of a sudden it's like the leftovers hit. <laughs> you know? And, you know, just because like you might like something doesn't mean, and I learned this a long time ago in the creative field, you know, what I like might not be what they like, but that doesn't mean like I, I can't learn to like it. Exactly. <laughs> you know?
0: Especially if it's working for you.
2: Right. Yeah, and it works. And then you kind of expand on that idea. And obviously, you know, what people purchase or what they attend uh-huh. kind of changes like, you know, like your workflow. You're like, okay, you know, right. your effort has to go in some direction. So maybe it starts off in this wide range of of topics, and then it kind of gets funneled down, you know, by you know, at the end of the day, the the buyer.
0: Right. So you've got sort of a trademark. And I remember, what was it? Maybe four or five years ago, you took the Hilliard studio method logo and Mm -hmm. gifted me and Clary um, the dragon logo and you turned it into a butterfly. It was incredible. And it's in my room right now. And I, it's my favorite object on the walls. And
2: we've done, yeah, we've done a few of those for friends and, and like corporate clients here and there it's like what can we do like with their logo and how to incorporate it into the art where it's not like you know blatantly their logo mm-hmm, um, right. so that kind of pulls like a little bit of the graphic background i have into the, the fine art side so it's pretty
0: fun so the butterfly that. so tell me the butterfly sort of become your thing sort of your- again
2: totally totally by accident in a way uh-huh. um is I, I remember a few years ago I did a, a series called Americano and it was this big, mm-hmm. you know, western I thing. I love that. It was great. It was one of my favorite like installations to do, and it kind of toured. It was in the Blumenthal in Charlotte. It was in Lincoln Center in New York, mm-hmm. and so the idea was, you know, since it was going to be displayed in these big kind of public, you know, lobbies, I like when the and the piece was I think you know forty feet wide by ten feet high or something like that. It was this big installation, and I stitched a bunch of butterflies, so they're embroidered. And that kind of like looked like they landed on the piece. Yes. So that's, that, those were really the first ones. And that's, you know, it's guess like five years ago or so. And, you know, the butterflies got like the most attention because people right. couldn't figure yeah. out if they were landed on it and were real. Um, so then I added those into this like luxury series and, and then, the, you know, basically they became a signature part of the work and that kind of led to another bigger series where it was oil paintings with butterflies and, and, uh, I don't know. I've probably done a hundred and some odd breeds now. In, wow, in you have a lot. Sizes.
0: I have oh, yeah. uh, four of them in my jewelry closet. Yeah, yeah, I'll they, they are. They disappear quick. Just a beautiful, yeah. I might yeah. have lifted a couple when I was at your house. Yeah, you
2: know, yeah, they definitely saying. right. Um, <laughs> so, so that's so that's really fun. And Then they have developed into, and I think there's so many you know connotations with uh, you know with mm-hmm. the butterfly. You know, represents you know, uh, yeah, I think in every kind of. You know, religion, it, it represents something and there, there's a spirituality to it. And then, you know, rebirth and metamorphosis and change and like all those things, which right. I think are a big part of art and you know why people get inspired and, and like things. And then they're also really decorative. So you could do things like we did with your logo and like put something else in the wings and still it still looks like a butterfly. It's not like a weird thing now.
0: Yeah. Right. Um, the metamorphosis so, of my business, and that just yeah. that makes me happy still to look at that. Right, and that,
2: and and there's there, there's so many like emails we get and stories about how you know uh, you know a loved one passed and you know the butterflies flew around and that's that that represents it. Um, yeah, I mean it's a spiritual kind of um, symbol. In a lot so, of ways.
0: So that, that resonates with people all over. Um, where else? I know you show, I mean, you're Charlatan or you've been in Charlotte for quite a long time. Yeah, yeah. Where else enough. are you mm-hmm. showing,
1: yeah.
2: uh, pretty much? Oh, I mean, there's, I'm going to say, you know, around the world, there's probably 60 locations. Um, you know, whether it's like the, you know, I mean, we just signed up like the Grand Bohemian and Savannah, and, great. you know, there's, you know, galleries in LA and, you know, uh, New York and all over the place. So our our website has like you know the full listing, and some might do just small pieces. Some might carry like just the jump big giant pieces. So it's a it's a range. I mean, with my work, you can spend three hundred dollars or you know one hundred and fifty thousand depending on your budget. So
0: in the middle of it's been almost a year during the quarantine pandemic. You've got a four year old and a one year old. Is that correct?
2: Yeah, Uh four and
0: a half and one and a half. Yeah. One and a half. Yeah. Otto and Ren. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's quite a thing. Uh, (laughs) And this is your two hour window. So, how has that affected what you do? I mean, you are now at home. You're a full time dad. You're a full time business owner. You're a full time artist. Yeah. You're, I know you're a full-time husband because I know Andrea. <laughs> and that yeah. is no
2: simple job. <laughs> yeah. I mean, so it's like, how do you balance it? Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, I don't, I don't think it's hard. You just have to, you know, compartmentalize. You, you know, when, I, mm-hmm. when I'm when i here, it's like I don't work at home. I'm, You know, that's when you're a dad and, and a husband and you spend all the time with the kids. And, you know, this morning we were, you know, whatever, here and there. You know, went to an American Girl Store the other day. So that's what you do. And when mm-hmm. I'm at work, it's like, since I had kids, I'm really good at focusing like the creative energy, like this is it. It's time to be creative. I'm here from like nine to four thirty every yeah. day. And that's it. We got I got a lot to do in that time. And it's not like, oh, I'm working on something, I can't come home till seven. Like I don't right. think that's ever happened since the kids right. had born.
0: You wow. Make it, what, a disciplined artist. That does not seem like a normal thing. A <laughs> no, it's not. I mean, it yeah, really it's,
1: is. Is that your personality or is that like the wisdom and experience that you have?
2: It's, it's experience. I mean, I, you know, I, obviously I have assistants in the studio, mm-hmm. so they have lives in their own time. So it's not like going to be like, oh, everybody's got to work six more hours tonight. Cause I'm inspired. Like, right. in, you know, the inspiration's there. I mean, every, every artist or, uh, you know, designer or anybody has inspiration for, for something new. And then, you know, it's my job to refine that and, you know, set the test aside. And, and, and then, you know, at 430, it's like, we'll continue there. I, I've mm-hmm. never felt that, like, I have to finish it now or this, like, muse is going to disappear. I, right. I believe in there's, you, that you can schedule creativity. Like this is your creative that's time.
0: Fantastic! Make I need to explore that a little bit more because I get <laughs> okay. creative and I just fall off the cliff. Right. And I'm there, and I've got to be there until it's done. Well, uh, I
2: mean, uh, yeah, I'm, and that's a lot of artists as well. And you know, I mean, I've had a staff of people. Like on the studio side, it's not that big. You know, it's five or six people. Uh, on you know, with my other company, which is more from the you know the DIY craft, you know, home embroidery, quilting that industry, it's fifty-something people. So, I mean, they're both equally creative, you know, in different ways. And, you know, again, this is their job. So if I have designers and, you know, pattern makers and all that stuff, they come in, you know, you're giving it your creative time. Just like if you worked at Disney or something, and then you go home and that's it. You know, it's you, you know, you turn off and you turn it back on the next day. And that, that's like a learned kind of thing. Like you just get better mm-hmm. at it. Right. You know, kind of like if you're working out, like you're working out for that, you know, you give it a hundred percent for that 45 minutes or whatever. And then you don't have to think about it the rest of the day and mentally prepare. I mean, that just makes it worse. I like um, that. Just get yeah. in it, do it hundred mm-hmm. percent and then you're done. And okay. I think, you know, a lot of things can be, a, that could be applied to.
0: Yeah. Much more efficient. Um, I was going to break in there because I'm looking at you on screen. And before we started the podcast, we started talking about how great Stephen looks and during, you know, Unlike most of us during the quarantine, you've lost mm. a lot of weight. Yeah. Uh, you're yeah. welcome to say how much you've lost. Yeah, like thirty uh, pounds. Yeah. Thirty pounds. Um, yeah. He's, you know, gotten in the best shape of his life during this, which yeah. I think is so inspirational. Um, and just that whole disciplined action you have. Okay, I've got two children. I have this amount of time. Right. I'm going to set that aside for my workout, and I'm going to eat well and be healthy.
2: Yeah. I mean, I think part of that came from, I mean, I didn't have kids until I was you know older. So, you know, Ren was at 45 and Otto was, I guess, at 48. So, you know, you gotta be healthier. You know, you gotta be here for a while. If I was, you know, in my twenties, maybe I wouldn't be as healthy. Um, well, you know, you got a lot more time, you know, generally. And so, man, I, mean, I got to chase this you know kid around the backyard and you know, <laughs> throw him around. I mean, you know, you can't be like, like, you know, have like you know, be lazy and, and actually be able to do that. Um, right. so I just tried to remove like really all enjoyment from eating except for like one <laughs> or two times a week.
0: Oh no we gotta have well yeah. you know no, I eat
2: the same thing every day. Oh like gosh, every day really? for lunch I eat the same thing, exactly the same. Exactly the same. Think about it, it's just like going to a gas station. So just it's eat just it. sort of like
0: filling your body up, fueling your That's body it. and moving forward.
2: Yeah. And then like the two times a week where we'll you know, like make, you know, uh, you know, dinner at home or, you know, we'll go out somewhere to a restaurant, you know, as tough as that is now. Well, then you can enjoy it. But like lunch every day, you know, there's people around me, you know, kids at the studio, they're eating Bojangles and Chick-fil-A and, and all that stuff. And it's like, yeah, I mean, for like X amount of years, I gave in and ate Bojangles, but it's like I didn't feel better after and I didn't like it doesn't help you in any way. So I'm like, whatever. I just have a salad from, um, you know, like a takeout salad place every day grilled chicken, whatever, done. It
0: makes exciting. you feel better. I mean, I think that's what, you know, yeah. that's the, I mean, it. I really love delicious food and all that, but it, really and truly you have to, I, I, I count on food making me feel better. And if yeah. it doesn't, then that's not worth the no, hours I, think like the you
2: I mean, you can't be indulgent in every single meal every day. So like, you know, everything's kind of basic. And then you indulge a few times mm-hmm. a week. And I found that that's like, okay,
1: you know, it's me, your way. I like it. Yeah, it only took jump fifty back. years. That's yeah, it. Right? Um, but speaking of fifty years, let's jump back to those twenties. We have a really great picture. Do you still have it, Liz? Of uh, you, yeah. Stephen, the rock star. Oh yeah. And yeah. I want to go back to those days. So you've always been an artist, specifically yeah. a musician. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about your youth.
2: I mean, you oh. know, I grew up in New Jersey, like in the shadow of you know Bruce Springsteen and all that stuff. That was you know the next town over. So you know, you know next to the boardwalks and the bars, and so I mean, I started playing guitar when I was probably I'm going to say eight or nine years old, and by the time I was 17, you know, like maybe a you know, sophomore in high school, I was already playing in clubs and, and bars and stuff like that, like sneaking in during sound check, when they didn't check IDs and then never leaving.
0: <laughs> That's amazing. so I didn't have
2: to go back through the door because I was already there. Um, and yeah, I did that for years. I probably did that from, I mean, I had jobs and things during the day, but from 17 to maybe 29, 30, I would probably be playing in a band three, four or five nights a week. Like, in, and then I moved down here, like in my you know, 30s, I guess. Um, but yeah, it was great. So it was always creative. Yeah, uh-huh. and, and Which is Tandami why you like and, the rock
0: stars on your artwork, right? I mean, you've got yeah, so it's, many. Like, <laughs> it's
2: just, you know, I mean, it's, it's nostalgic, but to say you were there and like did that, um, I mean, looking back, it's definitely fun to say, well, it was great. I got to you know, play live music and do all that stuff. I think now it's not the same. I mean, I think everybody like over a certain age says that about what's going on now. But, sure. but live music and going to see live bands and, and like, you know, it doesn't exist the way it used to. You know, mm-hmm. um, yeah. you know the COVID aside. Especially now. You know,
0: <laughs> yeah. No,
2: But like the Jersey Shore would be all these bars and you'd go into a bar and there'd be a band playing. And now it's like they just have you know, breweries and DJs and it's just different. Um, and I think it's a shame that live music isn't the same as what it used to be. In certain towns it is. But back then it was every town. You know, everywhere yeah. there, was, there was a band playing, whether they were good or bad or, or whatever. That's what every little tavern and bar and, you know. It's true. was this well, 70s, that. 80s, 90s. And then, you know, they, they found it's easier to be a DJ and just carry a computer. Right. <laughs> 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 Instead of all that stuff. Which I don't blame them
1: yeah that, that's
2: true. Have you seen that happen yeah. at all in the art world? Um, yeah, the world is way. different. Um, you know what I've seen is uh, you know social media you know changes everything. That that I think now it's like the narrative is different. You know, if you think about music from the seventies, I mean anything up until the last ten years ago, you know a song would come out and. You know, you didn't necessarily know everything it was about the artist, who they're dating, who was <laughs> going on. You just you just listened to the song. And you liked right. it or not. I mean, there was bands and obviously you followed the band and you didn't know every detail about David Bowie's life. I mean, you'd read an interview I here did. and there. I'm
0: sorry. You didn't sorry, know with did. David
2: Bowie if we ate Cheerios <laughs> for breakfast. That's or, true. Very or, true. Or went on vacation. And yes. like, I can't see. But I can't see, like, David Bowie or Jimi Hendrix, like, posting every day on right. Instagram. Yeah,
0: especially Hendrix. Can you imagine? Excuse me, i got to stop now. Right, right. It's like this <laughs> picture of me doing. Was, back then,
2: there was a mystery to it. And, yeah. and I think the yeah. same goes with artists. Like, like you, you you, might like their art, but you don't even know who, the, who they even looked like, you know, back then. And, and you know, authors were the same thing. You know, you'd buy a book because you'd like that author. You didn't know. If, you, if they came into your studio one day, you wouldn't even know who they were. Exactly. And now it's like it's about the person. So in the art world, music, uh, literature, you hear about the person, their story, their pictures, and it's like, oh, and they're an artist or they write or they're, uh, you know, multi hyphenate. So now it's about, you know, there's a big marketing edge to it. That's about this personal story. I think even more so or equal to like the body of work.
0: Yeah, so, it's, it's just so you a do this, landscape. right? Your Stephen Wilson design is because uh, I follow you on Instagram, and right, right. I assuming mean, you're on Facebook, Twitter, those sort of things. Yeah, so you yeah, really kind of have to, right? you have, yeah, to, have, you have, have to tell a
2: story. You have to include people in a narrative, which, which I think is great. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I'm not opposed to it, but you know, the the, the story shouldn't be more important than right. you know the, work. The, piece the piece of art. Piece. Yeah. the art. Yeah. Right.
1: yeah. Do you still right. get more clients via gallery? Or
2: I'd mean, say no, it's, it's probably, you know, uh, it's all over the map. I mean, since COVID started, the gallery sales, you know, I mean, you know, the biggest galleries in L.A. Are still not allowed to be open. So, and, you know, so you don't, you can't do openings, you know, like you all have been to openings I've had. You can't do those. You can't have a party with 200 people. Um, so you really have to rely on like digital media, you know, and digital outreach. So we really kind of shifted the focus from galleries to, you know, outreach. You know, on How has part. that
0: been for you? How oh, has it's that? Been, been amazing. Yeah. So it's the great. positive is, is you feel like you've done better with that sort of shift. Yeah. If, now, do you miss the traveling? and of the? Yeah. yeah. Well,
2: I think the difference is you have to be ready to like pivot and, you know, and I've been in business a long time, you know, nothing lasts forever. So it's like, if this is going here and you're selling whatever big pieces of galleries every week. And that's great. Well, uh, eventually something changes, you know, and you have to be ready, you know, for that, for that change. So, so, you know, I might like really making giant pieces. Maybe that's my favorite thing is, you know, 40 inch by 40 inch big bodies of work. Those you don't really sell on this on, online. they you know, people are rarely going to buy something, you know, in the 10 to 15,000 range on Instagram. But the pieces for, from like in a couple, couple hundred dollars to like maybe less than a thousand, then those we sell every day. So, you know, you have to kind of set aside certain things for timing. You're like, I'm not, I don't really make at this point, a lot of big pieces because, you know, there's nowhere to show them.
0: Right. So sure. now I
2: focus more on smaller work and, you know, and things open up and go back to normal. And, you know, hopefully soon, yeah. uh, you know, then, you know, you adapt to, you know, the, the climate.
0: So going back to normal, uh, which you're saying, I'm sure in air quotes, because whatever yeah. that's really going to look like when we finally do it, I don't think that's going to be a, fl- a light switch flip. We're just going to. Slowly get back into possibly a gallery. Um, right. Are the galleries going to be there? Are they making it through this? The ones you're dealing with, I mean, this has got to be a. I think a lot of them are having a hard time. Yeah, um, I think some of them are doing okay.
2: Um, you know, the ones that were ready to pivot. I mean, I think mm-hmm. this is going to be a lesson for for and it doesn't have to be the art business. It's every business. Sure, exactly. You know, when you know when the, when the gravy train's rolling and everybody's <laughs> making money and it's prosperous, like you don't have to change. You're like, mm-hmm. this is what we do. Um, you know, every piece I make of this size sells or, or, you know, in your instance, maybe all of our classes are sold out. Sure. Uh, like what do we need to change? Well, mm-hmm. well, we'll come up with some new stuff here and there, but we're not going to like rock the boat, that's right. yeah. rock the boat. Everything's doing well. And I think that's the way every business thinks. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. you know, that for galleries, it's like, okay, we're doing shows every month. They're pretty busy. People are coming in. That's pretty good. We don't have to worry about setting up an e-commerce store or, or selling online because, you know, we want to, we want to give people the experience of art. and. I think it was always frowned upon in a lot of ways to to sell art online because then you know you have, you have to create a skew and all that kind of stuff and you know, whatever. It's more interpretive. Um, but this taught people that I think the ones that were set up for online stores immediately did okay. And that could be clothing, uh, mm-hmm. you know, I mean you guys have been streaming since yeah. uh, you know, basically, we, you know, a there. month then. Yeah. I guess. Yeah.
0: We were streaming two years before this, but then we, we pivoted even more with the, yeah. the, you know, the Zoom and right. all that. Right. So. But imagine if you weren't set up to stream at all. Right. That would have been devastating, honestly. Right. Right. And
2: like my other company, we sell product, you know, like, um, you know, again, like patterns and books and all that stuff in like 500 retail stores. So, I mean, that point, that point, 500 stores, one day, closed. Mm, what gosh. are you going to do? Yeah. Well, we had e-commerce set up. So, you know, instead at that point, you know, I don't need sales reps driving around mm-hmm. the country. Right. I had a I, you know, I have a room full of uh, you know, digital SEO marketing people and they're doing that thing and mm-hmm. and that's all your effort goes into online sales. No, you know, not like education mm-hmm. and events and traveling and, you know, s- samples for sales reps and you know, so you got to be able to change. You have, I think you have to have two plans ready. Or always going at the same time. And if you're always do that, be ready
0: to recreate whatever it is you're doing, right? I mean, right. you couldn't have possibly really planned on this. We couldn't. Nobody could. No, I mean, I
2: remember we were talking in my backyard in uh <laughs> April and we're like, yeah. oh, it'll go be over in another yeah, month I, or so. I
0: remember that. <laughs> yeah, and that's
2: like ten, nine months ago. Yeah. Um no, I never would have thought it last. I mean, I'm glad I didn't know because if I think if everybody knew it's gonna last this long. Right. Well, I think people would have been tripping out back then. Right. Not that they weren't.
0: <laughs> no, if they Not said
2: they one weren't. year from but now,
1: truly, you'll, you'll still be here
0: this.
2: <laughs> it, I think no, it would have been even more terrifying. I mean, it was it was scary enough yeah. for that first six weeks. And then, you know, you know, uh, you know, we got obviously PPP funding was available uh-huh. to people and options were there, and and you know, but you remember that first month. I mean, you couldn't uh, buy toilet paper and no, you know, it, was it was like a panic. Everywhere. And I think people have like relaxed a little, probably too much because, Mm you know, it's not helping. Sure. Um, But I mean, how long can you stay locked in a cage? Yeah. you start going crazy.
0: Americans are definitely having a hard time. I was reading The Times this morning about Paris and Paris is locking at six o'clock. They close their doors. Think about in Paris. They they don't have dinner until 11 o'clock at night. They're very heavy takeout and feeling very bad. But it's tough. I mean, I, you
2: know, no answer is the right answer because it's mm-hmm. like, okay, if you're going to close, like they would close me, and they're closing you, but you know, these big box places are are open, right? So doesn't I mean, more sense. people, yeah. more people go into you know, like a Walmart or a Home Depot in like one hour than would ever come in my studio in six months. <laughs> right.
0: right. So it's
2: like it doesn't make sense, and like. Every state's got different rules and, you know, yeah. I'm just glad it's going to be over soon. You know, I am glad you. too. Because you, know, you can't get everybody on the same page.
0: Right. No, that's we all right. just do what we can do. Wear a mask, keep ourselves clean, right. wash our do. hands. We, uh, at
2: the studio, we've been isolating and people yeah. working in groups and pods and we've had people get it. Um, mm-hmm. You know, everybody gets tested. That person stays home. You follow protocol. You know, yes.
0: Sure. That's all you and can do. And just to say, we're on screen with Stephen, and we're friends with you, and we were, we would love to really be on your back porch right now. Right. Uh, maybe not in this rainstorm we're having, right. but, you know, <laughs> on another day and just sit down and have yeah. a glass of wine. We're going to all get through this, and you're really an inspiration, Stephen, I to know, me I every like time it. I talk to you because... You, even in the beginning of this, when I was wringing my hands with the PPP loans and, mm-hmm. you know, you've just always been sort of a positive uh, light on this. Right. So it sounds to me like you've not only pivoted, but you have recreated things that were already in place even yeah. better. And well, I think you
2: have to. I mean, it doesn't matter if you're creative or, you know, you can take it to like restaurants There's restaurants that, that refuse to do like open table and Doordash. You're like, we're not doing that. Because we're like this fancy restaurant that's, this is our plan. And they're, they're closed now. They're closed like now. But you have to adapt. Sad. I mean, mm-hmm. you might not make as much money mm-hmm. on, in certain, you know, uh, aspects of your business. Some other things might not be as profitable. But, you know, when you're out of business, there's no money. So, I mean, there's definitely things I've, I do now that might not be as profitable as before. But, you know, I'm able to pay everybody and, you know, and stay sure. open.
0: Yeah, and I bad. think
2: people yeah. don't like that. I mean, they're like, this is the way, this is what works. We're not going to change.
0: Well, that's and not going to work because change, is, change no. is a
2: part of this whole well, thing. It's, it's inevitable. You know, regarding anything, there's going to be change. Gonna, you're going to adapt. And if you can't do that, oh, yeah, you probably won't last.
1: It's true.
0: <laughs> well, well I'm glad you have lasted.
1: I know. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's the truth. Still here. Yeah.
0: Well, we all are. And I look forward right. to the sun being out and for, and I can't wait to see what you're coming with next. I yeah. Right now, how many pieces do I have? Right behind me, I have your um, David yeah, Bowie. Ones. Yeah. I have a little, I have a lot of little, little squares. Your Mar- Mar- yeah. Remember your Maryland yeah. Arrow series? I have one. Yeah, of them. And, I mean, uh, that's
2: pretty much all I'm making right now is, yeah. um, you know, the average size is the 12 inch. we got those little, the little five inch ones. Uh, I make a lot of those because, you know, it's an entry-level, you know, thing. I mean, uh, you know, so much of the art world is is based on, like, elitism. It's like we buy something because I can afford it and, like, you can't afford it. And and that's why it was my goal. I think that, you know, COVID kind of pushed this forward was to make things available for, you know, someone that's 19 or 22 that wants to buy their first piece and something for $300, which is, you know, they get way more excited about that. Than honestly, a, like one of my bigger collectors that spends in the, you know the thousands. Like I get emails and texts from and Instagram you know uh, tags from these people in their early twenties that get more excited. Like I, I said that like my daughter gets more excited about a lollipop yeah. than Andrea did about a new car. <laughs> um, and yeah. that's like oh, throwing there's something Andrea to be said the for there.
0: That. <laughs> yeah. yeah, there's
2: something to be said for that. I there mean, I just is. I'm the same way. Yeah, like I mean what. Is, like, I mean, if we could just figure out how to be excited, as excited yeah. as a kid gets when you give him a piece of candy.
0: Yes. I mean, we'd
2: all be happier.
0: Absolutely. Too. So just look at life That's like that. Life. Take Wren's lesson. I love yeah. that.
2: Yeah. I mean, I can't do it. I mean, I wish you could do it. Um, <laughs> well, I, I think, think I'm going to be
0: excited when we start to, when I get back together with you, I think I'm going to be really excited to see you and, you know, do a little hello and maybe a hug. Right. Do yeah. you know, a little hello and a hug, and, and more. And listen, yeah, you know, instead of just sort of waving at you on the screen here, like yeah, we're doing I know. now it's
2: like we, that. We feel the same way, and and you know, I think we can learn from the kids. Like, I mean, like we understand it, but how do you explain this to a you know four year old or a five year old? And you know, uh, you know, Liz, your kids are you know, Clary's yeah, older. older. I'm having younger. a hard time
0: explaining I, this to Clary. Yeah, I can, <laughs> I can not, see that. She's not enjoying this. Right. <laughs>
2: <laughs> exactly well like, you know so them it's like you know they could be having a bad day they want to see the friends they can't do, they can't do this they can't do that and you're like oh well you can have an ice cream cone and they're like yeah okay like the world's good again Hot, good yeah, no, and they're and resilient like,
0: they are resilient and they've got, you know i remember even clary was saying oh i don't want to have the kids have to wear their mask or i mean maybe she didn't say these words i don't want to put but you know worried about how the kids were going to feel with masks. kids don't yeah. care they're yeah, like cool fun. i want to wear a mask you're wearing a mask. Right. I'm
2: wearing a mask. <laughs> you know? right. And, you know, and then they bounce back right away. So I think kids are kids will be fine. Um, you know, but it's just weird. It's just everything about it's weird. You know, and you're walking out and everybody's got a mask on and it is weird. Out. I feel like we all yeah. turned
0: into Michael Jackson. You know, he yeah, was way ahead of his time. Yeah.
2: I mean, it's at the point now where we're, you know, I just grab it as I'm leaving the house, like it's always in my yeah, pocket. Me too. Yeah. And I put it Like I'm grabbing it. Like you grab your wallet, your keys <laughs> yes, and exactly. it's like, oh, and mask. And we have extra masks. It's, it's masks, everywhere. <laughs> mask
0: everywhere, um, masks everywhere. Well, uh, I'm not sure you've come out with your line of masks, but that could be a butterfly. Mask. Well,
2: people asked us in the beginning and we made yeah. a couple. You made a couple. Weeks got stuff. Them. Oh, yeah. right, we got that That's right. I do
0: have one. That's my very first um, mask. Yeah. Well,
2: I said, I know that's going to matter of time. I mean, if uh, that, uh, I said, you know, the big, you know, that these are going to be coming from, you know, overseas. And right away, every store is going to have them for a dollar. And it's like, you, and know, they right, you know, right. As a designer, you know, you have to ramp up and make patterns and figure out production. And, you know, we're a small operation relatively. And by the time you figured that all out, they've already, you know, Target's already got right a there. section of masks. Yeah, <laughs> exactly.
0: Oh, that looked really cool. They right. already have David Bowie's face on it, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah, so that's so what I said,
2: like, we had, like, literally everybody, oh, because you know, we, you know, you do sewing and all that stuff. They're like, oh, you're going to do a mask series? And I'm like, no.
0: No, no it's just no, no, it's just no. you
2: know to me it's like we gave a whole bunch away we we made hundreds of them we, and i think when it first started we gave them to the hospitals and things like that oh, that's um yeah. yeah i mean we do you yeah, know that that's the one of my favorite things about mm-hmm. like being an artist and 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 having the studio is the collaborations we do with like fundraising and charities yes. like yeah you know children's home society or um you know a whole bunch of the other ones we work with sure. and yeah, that's what that's what the fun part is, is that you can get like kids involved or other people involved and kind of kind of do all that stuff. And they
0: get that excitement like Rin does when she gets a lollipop.
2: Oh, no doubt, no yeah. doubt. That's it's awesome. like we're doing a couple of collaborations right now with like you know, pretty big artists that we're going to announce. Um, awesome, that's going to be really cool. You'll see, you hear about it in the spring. But nice. yeah, you know, we have I have meetings with them, and it's like a business meeting. We're talking about this and facts and numbers and when one you know, how we're going to do something, the delivery <laughs> time, and then it's like okay, we have. Yeah, you know, a little bit more time. Let's talk about this creative part, which is like the smallest part.
0: Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Do okay. interesting. Yeah.
2: You all so get excited wonder, when
0: you talk about the creative part? Yeah. I mean, you yeah, know, but but like we assume that,
2: you know, on on our, our part, like both artists is like, oh, that's not the hard part. The hard right. part is the business right. part.
0: Right. Yeah, um, no when you're,
2: when you're when you have a bunch of kids come in the studio. Uh, it's just like, where's the glitter? Let's like, they're ready to rage. Exactly. They don't care about exactly. business. They're like, uh, you know, that that paint is, uh, you know, $80 a gallon. And they're like, well, oh, you, you better get more because I just used it off.
0: Yeah.
2: They don't even know what money is. No. So it's very, just,
0: which is perfect. <laughs> uh, okay, just which, do you, which do you think you are? Do you think you're really 50 50 down the line businessman and artist man? Or do you think you're more creative and less business? Or what do you think?
2: Um, I, I would say it's 50, 50. Yeah. I kind of um, think so too. Talking to you. I mean, well, you have to be like, but l- luckily I'm able to hire people where it starts off where like, I, I have to think about it 50%, but then I don't have to do it every day. So on a daily basis, I'm able to probably be like 90% creative, only 10% business. That's great. But
0: again, I have, an organization.
2: But, right. So I could truly come in and I not have to worry about like setting up, cleaning up, I could just like make my thing and somebody else is going to clean it and frame it. And then I have my, you know, people on the phone, you know, dealing with the business side of it. So, so once I teach them, like, this is how we do things and this is our procedure, then i don't have to deal with it every day. Exactly. So, so maybe 50, 50 to start where I have to, you know, you have to look at both angles, but then once it's rolling, like with my other company, I have a CEO and a finance person and accountant and, you know, all that stuff. I don't have to think about the business side at all. Mm-hmm. That's so pure creative, but I mean, it takes it takes a long time to, to figure out that system sure. and you know, the training manuals and procedural stuff. We you know we have manuals for everything. There's nothing left to chance. Well, wow. um, that's just, you're girl.
0: such an organizer. My gosh. I know. Well, you have to. I guess I should be better. We're learning a lot. We, we are learning I mean, a lot. I mean, I think
2: I, I think I told you about like what I did years, like five, six years ago is I took the class at Disney. Disney.
0: Yep. Oh, yeah. Disney, no.
2: The Disney Institute. It was yeah. amazing.
0: Yeah. You know. They you still do could, that? I doubt it. I'm sure they go. will
2: again. Yeah. Um, but, you know, you're taking this class with like 20 random business owners that do, it uh, could be anything, you know. Um you know, uh, medical or sales. And, you know, there actually, there was somebody that owned, I think, uh, one, they owned, uh, you know, Zumba or one of those Zumba wow. and Zumba uh, had studios. Uh, yeah, sure. They still have studios all Very over. Very
1: successful. Absolutely mm-hmm. successful. Would so you say that somebody, that's,
2: that's who's in the class. All these people.
1: That's fascinating. Cause it,
2: Cause it applies to everything. And basically they, they talk about training and how to, you know, maintain employees and you know what the challenges are. And mm-hmm. basically, the number one challenge, according to them, who they have, whatever, 60 some odd thousand employees just in Florida, was that uh, people don't want to be, um, they don't want to improvise. That so so if they're not sure how to answer a question, then they have to improvise, and then they can get in trouble because, you know, a lot of the time right. what they say yeah. is going to be wrong. Yeah. and And then once they're wrong and you tell them they're wrong, then they're afraid to answer the questions again, mm. and so on and so forth. So... I, you know, we have you know training manuals for, for every aspect of what we do in the studio on the other side of like, if something's damaged, this is what you do. If a customer calls and asks about this, then this is what you do. They don't have to think of it. That's uh, great. And then they could just use their personality and, and understand, you know, and, you know, and, and bond with the customer because they're not confused about policy or stuff like that. Um, and I think before that, I had the mentality a lot of businesses do is that you kind of, you find a good person and they can improvise and solve a problem. And then, you know, in the long term it doesn't work because then Mm -hmm. they have a different like empowerment level where they think this is my uh, uh, company. And I've had people, you know, like that. Yeah. They have, well, you know, that you feel you want to give people like that sense of ownership, but Mm -hmm. then that sense of ownership can make them think they're the owner. Um, Mm -hmm. And there's Mm -hmm. a difference. Um, So you want them to like their job and, and obviously, you know, uh, do everything they can to help the company and and you, you know, therefore pay them accordingly and, and stuff like that. But you don't want them to then hijack your company and turn it into something else.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I think that's super powerful.
2: Yeah, uh, that's what they told me. That is super there.
1: powerful. And that is, that and Disney. is Disney. And that's yeah. the Disney's way. Disney way. Would you yeah. say that to someone who, you know, say they're in their 20s, a creative who wants to follow their dreams and the art. I mean, are you yeah. going to say, just start with that and go, or are you going to say, you've got to learn the business first? I mean, what's your advice knowing what you know now?
2: Well, I mean, I think, you know, if you're a designer or, or you know, an artist that would always pay to intern and work at a, maybe a bigger mm-hmm. studio if you can, uh, cause you're going to learn part of the business. You can't like, how do you like, I met people, they don't know how to price their own work they, because they don't even know how long it takes them to do it. And they don't understand what like wholesale means. So they're they all of a sudden they're they're sending work to a gallery and they don't even know like how much money they're going to get. So so there's a the business side. I would always say to work you know for someone else before you start your own thing. And you know, creatives, it's tough because it's like, well, I just want to paint, and it doesn't matter, like like how much I make. I'm like, well, somebody's going to if you can't sell it, then then this is a hobby, which is okay. At the end, uh, you know, you know, there's artists and there's you know hobbyists and. You know, I like to do things as a hobby that I'm not, that I probably don't sell. Um, but you know, when you're saying this is what I'm gonna do for a living, you have to be able to sell it. So you have to kind of think about, you know, how am I going to sell it? How am I going to make more? You know, how am I going to ship it and frame it? And, you know, so you kind of got to do both. Um, but I would tell them never put all your eggs in one basket. I mean, it's something that, that, you know, like, you know, my parents and mentors told me 30 years ago, I didn't understand. Mm Mm-hmm. But now I understand it. And right. COVID kind of made me, made you really understand it. You right, think that was
1: really mo- much more.
2: Oh yeah. I mean, if you're saying that this is what I do and this is the way I do it, and if you don't like it, uh, you know, then, then this is not for you, which, which a lot of creatives have that mentality.
1: Like uh-huh. this is what
2: I do. And if you don't like it uh, too bad. Right. And now it's like, uh, well, if you don't like it, maybe I could change it a little. <laughs> uh, now that's what that attitude turned okay. into. And to me, it's like, it's okay like, I don't feel less creative that I offer, like, a, a, a piece for $300. Sure. Then, But you'll get some artists that go, this is my price. It's $10,000, and that's it. And I'm not going to care about servicing the smaller customers. And then you're painting yourself into a corner. Right. And, you know, why can't you do both? And they don't have an answer for that. Because so your smaller right?
0: customers and be your larger customer. Down the road. Down the road. Maybe. Like, maybe. Maybe uh-huh, not. Uh-huh. It doesn't matter. Sure.
2: They're still a customer. Yeah. And I yeah. think that it's like that, that people have that that you know, sense of self-worth that, like, I made it because I sold this at X price. Okay, well, but that doesn't, you know, because you sell something less expensive, it doesn't devalue the larger thing. Um, and that's where that, that, you know, Mercedes makes cars for 250000 and 35000 It's still a Mercedes. Right. Yeah. And I think that a lot of artists don't apply that, that to themselves. You know, they're that's, more, a, that's
0: some like, really good advice.
2: One-dimensional. You can't be one-dimensional. Right. Now, I mean, I think COVID showed you that.
0: COVID showed us a lot and it just gets yeah. it down to the common denominator here. Here's right. who you are. Here's, wh- here's yeah, what works. You know, and all right. that peripheral, it's, it's just peripheral. Cool. It's just, uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah so, totally.
2: But it applies to everything, you know? So, you know, I've like, you know, again, assistants, we do interns. And, and I remember like this old saying, you know, that everybody, everybody, you know, in the company always wants to be like the CEO. They go in and they have these dreams and, and whatever, which is, which, is, which is fine. And then you have like this person, and this happens all the time on the creative side, that they'll come in and they're, they're, my, they're one of the helpers I have for, for a week. So they're for a week and all of a sudden they have all these ideas and you could do this better. I wouldn't be cool to do that. And it's fine. Like I listen to them, but I say, you know, there's an old saying that, you know, the guy sweeping the floor in his head thinks he's a CEO, but right now you're getting paid to sweep. So so just sweep. And <laughs> and then be the best sweeper you can. And eventually exactly. do the best through you can do that hard work, like you work your way up and and then you could say, well, one day I'm gonna have my own company and, and do it my way, which is like how everybody starts. And exactly. And and sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't. But sometimes you need to have people to sweep. And yeah. <laughs> that's You need what to those be present to with do. whatever
0: you're doing it and do it the best you can because do it the, best the, best the you next can. thing will come after
2: that. Uh, and that's a lost art, I think, It's yeah. just having that um, mentality. When I was a kid, like working in the garment industry in my 20s, and you're going to meetings with, you know, at Ralph Lauren and these big companies, like I wouldn't go to them, you know. Um, <laughs> not even like, it, right, not even he wasn't in the meetings. I mean, you're just dealing with whatever, you know, minions uh, at that point <laughs> that worked for the. I mean, there's just massive divisions and stuff. And it would be like, you know what you guys should be doing? Like, I don't like uh, the size, of the polo horse. I don't know you sell 10 million a year, but, <laughs> but we should make it bigger.
0: <laughs> exactly. <So like>
2: Lady <laughs> well, guy like, in like when I was a kid, I would never think of things that way. Yeah. And now it's like they come in right away with ideas. And, and I think that's great because through Instagram and other stuff, you know, I think like, like your ideas are promoted, but that doesn't mean they're going to be successful. And it doesn't mean um, that, it, that it's necessarily going to work long-term. And I think what happens a lot in my industry, is people have a lot of ideas, that's going to get them to A to B but there's no B to C or or D to E or like, Mm -hmm. like I'm not charging enough now to have employees and to grow and to pay rent one day. And all those things that, you know, like in my twenties, I didn't understand either, but, but I do now.
1: Right.
0: So if you're going to give these 20 year olds, one piece of advice, it's be present with what you're doing, do it the best you can. Right. And don't put all your eggs yeah. In I mean, the mess. you know, it, yeah.
2: It's, I mean, I get it. I think, I think the twenty somethings now are better about balance than, than you know than people my age. You know, we didn't have balance then. You know, this is like right. when Wall Street was in the movie theaters and like you know, you just work. Uh, you know, if you get,
0: <laughs> I remember that. <laughs> yeah,
2: if you if you make this much, if you work more, you're going to make more. Which in a lot of times that's true, and the end result was just to make more. That's it. There wasn't no, like, oh, if I make X amount, then I can, I could, uh, do work from home Fridays and, and stuff like that. It wasn't even an opt. Nobody would ever imagine thinking that. Exactly. Like if I went to my boss or, you know, uh, well, I haven't had, I haven't had a boss in a long time, <laughs> but if one of, if I would have went to like these people I'm working with and going, yeah, I know the deadline uh, for all these Disney designs is Friday, but like Friday's is my, you know, that's yeah, Friday my day to be, huh? and I do rosé and I uh, sit by the pool on Friday. Uh, they'd be like, okay, we're going to like, yeah. <laughs> you know, never imagine thinking about that. Yeah. Uh, and now it's part of the, the culture is that we're, we're like, we're going to work this hard. And then, then, you know, maybe that's it. You know, we're not going to work 60 hours a week or 90 hours a week. And, you know, my generation, that, that's just what you did.
1: Mm-hmm, exactly. so mm-hmm. it's
2: so they're smarter about that i mean they, well, they they're working have,
0: smarter we hope and i mean i think the whole goal is to work smarter and not more right i mean right. You use your time yeah, but I right
2: think. but but then i think eventually you know who becomes the boss who becomes the one yeah, is it right. the one that's taking friday's off or is it the one that's working 60 right. hours a week i don't know exactly. we, we haven't we haven't discovered that yet no, we um <laughs> But yeah, I mean, to me, it was always like work really hard and long while you're young because then when you're older, you can take more time off and do that stuff. That's our generation, yeah. Yeah, which is true, which I do now. Like, and now at at 50, I leave at 430. I don't have to work an 80-hour week. I can do that stuff. But I mean, for 25 years, I I did do those things. Right. Um, So you got to pay your dues. And I would tell, that's what I would tell people in their 20s. Like, you know, if you're going to make it, you got to pay your dues. And Mm -hmm. you got to do stuff that sometimes you don't like but yeah. that's what your job is. So you got to do it anyway.
0: And find a way uh-huh. to like it. I mean, honestly, or either move yeah. on, do something eventually different, but find a way there, to like you know? it. Yeah.
2: And you know, the harder you work and right. If you find a way to like it, it becomes not a job. And then you're going to be successful and you rise to the top and Man. that's how it works.
1: That's how it works. That's how it right. works. Yes. You know, we could do the, the Stephen Wilson school. We could. Yeah. yeah. Oh, we should. Yeah. I need to go uh, to Disney school. Yeah, you should. Yeah, I like I mean, that you're perfect. playing with a dinosaur. Play with the yeah, yeah, <laughs> dinosaur, sometimes over. Find them on the
2: floor. You find their yes. stuff everywhere.
1: <laughs> what? Get geared up for the dad yeah, afternoon. Totally. Totally. Oh. Steven, we love you so much. This is so much fun. Uh, thank y'all. Thank
0: it has been such was a great. pleasure, and I miss you. And I can't wait to see what's coming next. But I know. Um, oh, yeah. we will. Yeah,
2: we've got some stuff. The sun
0: is going to come out, and we will be hanging yeah. out. Yeah,
2: soon. yeah, we'll be ready for. We'll do a for little
0: rosé. <laughs> yeah, we
2: got a new, uh, new little deck we put in next nice. to the pool.
0: Yeah. Um, great. So we're
2: ready. We're ready Good. for spring summer to get outside, and hopefully everybody's going to have the vaccine by then. And yeah, uh, nice. and that's it. I'm and excited June about concert, that. Unicorns will just jump through the yard.
0: <laughs> we'll have a great And life will be packed okay, with the Roaring Rainbows. Roaring this twenties. I love it. Exactly. exactly. Okay, Stephen, well, tell the right family on. we miss them and we can't wait to see you guys soon. And thanks their, for their yeah, time.
2: They're, they're lurking around behind me somewhere. I can see them.
0: Okay.
2: <laughs> bye, guys. Have a great rest of the weekend.
0: Bye. 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 Thanks for listening today. Hilliard Studio Method is open. We offer classes inside, outside, or at home via Zoom,
1: as well as our streaming platform. For more details, you can go to hilliardstudiomethod.com. Please follow us at Hilliard Studio Method. And I'm at Lee Canelli. I'm at Liz Hilliard HSM.
0: I hope you'll subscribe, rate, and review the Hilliard Studio Podcast.